First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Simi, let's talk about the breaking news at this hour. The World Health Organization has just declared the coronavirus outbreak as a global health emergency, a public health emergency. That is the decision just in from the World Health Organization. Let's get some context on this now. Uh, well, actually, I guess, uh, let's play some sound on this now. Here is an update on that. We must act now to help countries prepare for that possibility. For all of these reasons, I'm declaring a public health emergency of international concern over the global outbreak of novel coronavirus. All right, as the official from the World Health Organization just uh, updating you now on a global health emergency and the coronavirus. Let's check in with Globe and Mail Health columnist Andre Picard. Andre, it's nice to talk to you again. Thanks for coming on. Hi. What is the significance of this? What does it mean? Well, it's a little bit of a bureaucratic measure. So the WHO is an international body. And this is a bureaucratic measure that says to countries, get ready. This is not just a problem in China anymore. You should prepare. So practically, what does it mean in a country like Canada? Nothing, because we've already taken measures. We have resources. This is really meant to prepare poorer countries for the possible possibility that this virus could come. If it goes to, say, an African country, a poor Asian country, it could spread very, very quickly. So that's what it is. It's sort of like uh, when there's an earthquake in Vancouver and an emergency is declared, it allows funds to be released and for people to, to get to work without waiting for paperwork. So it's sort of that equivalent, but on a global scale. Okay, it also potentially results in recommendations for states from the World Health Organization, right? Like, could, it, could there be recommendations around travel restrictions, like screenings at airports and border crossings? Yeah, absolutely. There could be some, uh, uh, we saw in uh, during SARS, there was a recommendation that people not travel to Toronto because it was a hot spot. So we could see that. We could see the WHO, the WHO single out particular areas. Uh, we've already seen severe travel restrictions in China. Uh, so they mostly count on countries to do this themselves, but sometimes they'll send warnings for, for people to not travel to certain regions. Okay, last week there were there was consideration of doing this and they did not do it. So there were a couple of times when the world health organization got together, considered doing it, held off doing it last week. Why have they decided to declare this health emergency now when they didn't declare it last week? Yeah. So there's a big debate about what's the proper timing to do this. They've been criticized in the past for pulling the trigger a little too soon. So I think the reason it's come now is we now have seen spread to 15 different countries. So there was a, possibility before that this could be contained just uh, within China and a couple of neighboring countries. But now it's clear that there's spread in other countries. There's been a person-to-person transmission in Germany and the U.S. in Australia. So it's something that has the possibility of spreading far more broadly. 
Yeah, is that one of the key developments in your mind, Andre, that person-to-person transmission of cases that we've seen reported here now? Yeah, the person-to-person we've known about, but the fact that it's happening far away from China, so it's you know second, third, fourth generation, that, that's what's new, and that's why this becomes an international concern. Okay, speaking to Andre Picard from the Globe and Mail here about the World Health Organization declaring the coronavirus outbreak as a public health emergency. Has this happened many times before that the, the World Health Organization has done this? Uh, there have only been, I think the proper number is about six in history. So we saw uh, H1N1, uh, the swine flu was the first one back in 2009, uh, Ebola, Zika virus, uh, and uh, I think polio. Polio is a controversial one because that's a long-term issue and they got a lot of criticism for that. So now it's mostly new viruses that emerge uh, that can spread globally that, that result in this declaration, a FIC or FIC as it's known. Right. I remember you mentioned the SARS outbreak uh, earlier and the global health emergency declared on that one. And like you said, that had a big impact back in in Toronto. And boy, I remember at that time, there were a lot of concerns about the economic impact of that that would have on the city of Toronto if people would stop visiting the city. Is there kind of an economic fallout from a declaration like this? We've already seen stock markets reacting negatively to the whole coronavirus outbreak outbreak is this could this trigger some more stock market downturns yeah there's definitely concern and i think it you know the stock market you know is very emotional it's going to depend on how this is interpreted Uh, having something be called a global emergency i think is not going to uh, enthuse investors so i think there'll probably be an impact economically but i think also that the who is going to be a lot more cautious this time around they got a lot of criticism and justified criticism for what they did to Toronto back in 2003. I think they were too uh, strident and acted too quickly then. And I think they'll be a little more or a lot more careful this time. Do you think they're doing the right thing, though? I mean, they've obviously been very cautious in taking this step up until now. And they they didn't want to do it in, in days earlier, but they are doing it today. Is it the right thing to do? I think it's the right thing because poorer countries, this is going to allow them to get funding to protect themselves. Uh, measures we've already taken in Canada can't necessarily be taken by, by poor countries. So I think that's where you have to maintain the focus. That's why this is being done. And that's, that's a good thing. You wrote a great column earlier this week, uh, just warning against succumbing to fear, that if we let fear control our lives, that that's a problem. Why do you think that people should keep in mind that maybe this is a limited outbreak or the risk the risk is still low yeah the risk is still very very low in canada uh it's a a virus that's come from far away it's not doesn't seem particularly infectious it doesn't seem very deadly so in the grand scheme of things it's not a big danger to us Uh, uh, as many people have pointed out the flu is a much much bigger killer a much more uh, daily threat to Canadians at this time of year than than this coronavirus. And it's unlikely that's going to change. We're going to see dozens, maybe hundreds of cases in Canada, but that's not a big deal. We see thousands of cases of many illnesses every year. So I think we have to try and keep this uh, in context and not get too worried. Uh, just because it's new, yeah, that gets our attention, but that doesn't mean it's more deadly than anything else. Andre, thanks for coming on again. Well, thank you. I appreciate it a lot. Andre Picard, he is the Globe and Mail health columnist in the news at this hour. Once again, the World Health Organization declaring the coronavirus outbreak as a public health emergency.